There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Holly and I both watched a movie that we've been anticipating last night on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is starting his holiday. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. Our friend Brian is at the controls. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. We both watched Being the Ricardos last night because yesterday was the day that it dropped on Amazon Prime. Yes. So, uh, you know, it went from being only in theaters to a viewable in your living room, which is the way I prefer to view things. Uh, And so I was super excited because we've really been anticipating this. Uh, So my husband and I sat down and watched Being the Ricardos, starring Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem as Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Mm -hmm. Now, really quick thumbnail. Uh, before we get into what we thought about it. One of the things we talk about whenever Paul McGuire Grimes is on with us is when an autobiographical picture is tries to take on too much, that is when it loses itself, kind of loses the plot. Yes. This one does. We prefer when uh, a, a, an autobiographical picture focuses on one incident or one episode of of life. And this focuses on the a time in the making of one episode of I Love Lucy. Yes, but it is not about the episode. Right. That just serves as a framing device. Yes. The framing device for being the Ricardos is that it all takes place during a week of production on I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that happens in that week of production. It starts with the table reads, ends with the taping in front of a live studio audience. Mm-hmm. And they use that as a contra- construct to tell the story, not only of the making of I Love Lucy, but also the relationship between Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Yeah. So let's talk about the thing that was the big, the elephant in the room, shall we say? It was the casting of Nicole Kidman oh, as sure. Lucille Ball. I was like, wait, hold on, to which elephant? Something. Hold on, which <laughs> elephant are we going to? But that the thing that was the big deal, and I will confess, when they first cast her, I was like, what? But the big controversy was that there were voices in the wilderness screaming that it should have been Deborah Messing because Deborah Messing did an impression of Lucille Ball on Will and Grace once, and it was great. I want to take a little bit of if issue with the way that you phrase that. Okay. Deborah Messing, yeah, did an impression, yes. Of Lucy Ricardo. Thank you. That is true. Once on an episode of Will and Grace. Yes. She did not do an impression of Lucille Ball, the person. No. She did a an impression of the character, Lucy Ricardo, who we've all come to know and love from I Love Lucy, who is portrayed by Lucille Ball, but is not 
Lucille Ball. Exactly. And that is part of the genius yes. of Lucille Ball, which I will say Nicole Kidman captured perfectly in being the Ricardos. I have I had goosebumps from her performance. And I will be the first one to say I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. She captured Lucille Ball's um, balls. Um, <laughs> yes. She captured Lucille's balls. <laughs> she did, though. She captured the the strength and the um, vision and the um, laser focus of Lucille Ball and what made her genius. And she did it in a way you did lose Nicole Kidman in that. Yeah. I was distracted a little bit by the work she has had done. I mean, that's just kind of unescapable at this point. Yeah, and that's always the case. And I don't like that. I don't like that. But it's true. I'm always a little bit distracted by the work she's had done. Yes. Okay, your thoughts. Yes, and. Yes, and. (laughs) Yes, to that. Nicole Kidman was fantastic as Lucille Ball Mm -hmm. in Being the Ricardos because she captured Lucille Ball, the complex artist. Yes. Not Lucy Ricardo, the caricature that's a character yeah. that Lucille Ball created mm-hmm. and in being the Ricardos they make it very clear that this person is different than the character that they played on television right and that's a testament to the creative talent of Lucille Ball that it, it is it is still 70 years later Colleen mm-hmm. that people can't differentiate between Lucille Ball and the character Lucy Ricardo that she made so much so that there is banter about the internet that the casting was wrong because Deborah Messing did a better impression of right. the character that's how good it is yeah that's absolutely true here's the here's the one thing I will say now Javier Bardem as uh Ricky Ricardo um Ricky Arnaz Desi Arnaz <laughs> I mean, it gets complicated, man. It gets complicated. Sorry. No, uh, Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz, he did a wonderful job, too. That was great. But here's what I do. I do have to say this kind of from a um, 30,000-foot view. I do still feel like they tried to throw a lot in there. There were a lot of complexities that they were trying to navigate. Um, There was the relationship between the, uh, what's her name, Vivian Vance and the guys who played Fred and Ethel. Mm -hmm. Ethel? Ethel? Um, their relationship and their disdain for each other. Um, There was trying to capture the friendship between Lucy and um, Vivian and um, the, the female writer. And, and then also the part about just how their marriage was framed, Um, how Lucy really had wanted to do this show so that she could do be with her husband. Right. And what was going on in their relationship at the time that ended up in divorce. Well, and what was happening in Lucille Ball's career that led her to I Love Lucy. And you learned the story. You're right, Colleen. And that was probably a main beef of being the Ricardos is that yes. This movie uses the framing device of a week of filming an episode of I Love Lucy to go off and basically make a Lucille Ball biopic. Right. And it goes off on all of these tangents. And some of them are more successful than others. Yes. And I see what Aaron Sorkin was trying to do, the guy who wrote and directed this movie. Yes. And for the most part, it is successful. 
it does get a little messy. Yes. But you just go with the mess. And understanding that I Love Lucy came from a radio show, Mm -hmm. which Lucille Ball did because her contract ended with a major movie studio because they simply were like, we don't know what to do with you. Right. We don't know what to do with you. Goodbye. Right. She had sort of like found herself in an opportunity to have a lead role in a in a movie. She was a what do they call that? What was she? She was like a. Well, she was like third choice. Yeah, but but there's so there was a word there's a word for the the contract girls who like were kind of slotted in to do bit roles and things. Oh, sure. They called her the queen of the B movie. Yeah. So she you know she had been doing these and she was like fine, but she'd reached her peak there, and then she had this opportunity because of scheduling issues to have this lead role, and she did a great job, and it was critically uh, acclaimed, but not necessarily popular in the public opinion. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, well, we just don't know what to do with you bye and then she went into radio and then but you learn all of this and it is you're right it's complicated it's messy and you do just have to sort of give yourself over to it and stop wondering what you're supposed to be getting mm-hmm. out of the story and just go with the story yeah just go into being the ricardos leaving any preconceived notions at the door yeah and let the storytellers tell the story. So if you're interested in Lucille Ball, you're interested in Hollywood history, you're interested in television, you're interested in labor dynamics, you're interested, you're interested in maybe a little bit of uh, what it's like to be a, a woman in comedy writing in, yeah. in that day and age. And you're just and interested a little bit still. And you're just interested in some hot goss behind yeah. the scenes because these people did not like each Ooh, other sometimes. No, and they told some stories. Yeah, I'm looking at you, William Frawley. Yeah. Who played Fred Mertz. Yes, thank you. Oh, cranky. Oh, you think? Um, anyway, so I would I do highly recommend it. I do I do have to say this because I have not done the research on this yet. I did a little bit of research and it came up dry. Because each season of um I Love Lucy was like I think 36 episodes, which is super different than the world we live in now, where a season is like 12 episodes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and a lot of the episodes are available on Hulu. But I could not remember if the episode that they tell the story around in this uh, in this movie is actually an episode of I Love Lucy. And if it is, it is not one of the ones that is offered on Hulu. So what I wanted to do was then go back because what it did to me is make me want to watch that episode to see what was going on and some of the things and sort of like, I like to try to read what's happening behind people's eyes um, and that I could not find. And so you also have to recognize that there's going to be some fact and there's going to be some elaboration of fact. There's going to be maybe a, a different timeline than what was really happening because again, they just used this one episode as a framework. Right. Well, and that's what every biographical movie does by the way Mm -hmm. is that there's creative license behind every biographical story that you watch because it probably wouldn't be that entertaining think about your life i'm not saying yours holly i'm saying you our dear listeners all of us (laughs) we have very boring lives and you do need to hit enhance every once in a while take a little creative license yeah because it would be a little bit messy if you just threw your life up on a screen when we come back on the colleen and bradley show though speaking